What's up, End Times Church? This is Brother Nico. Welcome to the Rumble Reverend Podcast. Shout out to my daughter. Uh, she recorded the uh, Anchor sponsor ad for me. So shout out to her for doing that for me. I asked her to do that because she aspires to be a voice actor. So um, when she told me that, I was like, hey, can you record this ad for me? You know, I, I'm, you know I'd like to change it up so that everybody doesn't have to listen to my voice the whole time and, and break it up a bit and and uh, give her a chance to, to use her talent. And uh, so, yeah, shout out to her. Anyway, so today I am going to be talking about a very hot topic uh, there are, are people on two sides, and I'm going to share where I come from on this. And uh, so I'm going to be talking about tattoos and whether or not a Christian should get them. And uh, you know, Chris, I, the re- part of the reason why I'm sharing this is because um, uh, on Facebook today, I am a part of a, a group there. And, you know, people ask questions and one of them was, you know, is it okay for me to get a tattoo? And, you know, obviously everybody shared their, their views and there's some who have uh, similar views and there's some who have different views. Um, and then there's just some who just like to just go around and call everybody religious or legalist or something like that. Um, But I believe that I have a little bit of insight, not, you know, and those who have tattoos have this because you have a tattoo, you've been through it, you've, you've had ink, you know, put into your skin, you've been through the pain and uh, some more than others. But um, I'm going to share with you my testimony of all of my tattoos and why I got them, and um, and where do I stand now in regards to that? Um, and then I'm gonna just kind of go into what the Bible says, and then I'm gonna conclude with the answer to the question: you know, should I get a tattoo? And uh, so, please, you know, listen to the message to the very end. Uh, but before we go forward, let's go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the light of the world, that by his name, we must all be saved. Lord, I just ask you to use me, to use my testimony, to speak to your listeners, God, and give them wisdom and knowledge and i pray that god that they would also pray and ask you that whatever it is that i'm telling them as they listen to this podcast that it would be true god help me god to preach the truth and not just and not my opinion but god i pray that i would share facts about my testimony and and that i share the word and and not spin it for my agenda because I have none the only agenda is making you more famous and trying to help people to be holy and to not make the same mistakes that I've made in Jesus name amen okay so 
the real question is this. Um, I know that there's going to be all kinds of people that are going to listen to this message. There's going to be parents that are going to listen. There's going to be pastors that listen to this. There's going to be youth leaders that might listen to this. There's going to be brand new, born again Christians. There's going to be some Christians who've been in, uh, a Christian for a long time and, and some in between and in different maturity levels and, and, you know, different places in their walk. But I want to just share with you my testimony and then I'm going to show you what the Bible says and then the conclusion. So my testimony, um, I'm going to start off with this. My parents in particular, my father warned me and had advised me to not get tattoos, but I disobeyed him. So right off the bat, I was already committing sin because I disobeyed my parents. And in the Bible, it says that we should obey our parents. So that should already be a red flag to you that in my testimony, that me by me disobeying my parents, I was disobeying God. So I was already in the wrong. And tattoos aren't sin when you get them done on your skin. They are already a sin when they when the idea is birthed in your mind. So, in 1997, I was a high school senior, and as a gift, my parents sent me and my cousin and my brother uh, to Mazatlan, Mexico for spring break in 1997. And um, so it was just me and my cousin. We were both of, you know, 18. And my brother, who was younger than both of us, I think he was 14, um, he didn't, I just want to say he didn't partake in anything that he shouldn't have. And back then I was not a born again Christian. Um, I knew of God and I'd been to church, but I was not born again. I didn't have the Holy Spirit. Um, my first tattoo was a barbed wire tattoo that goes around my left arm, um, The reason that I got it was for pride, to show off, you know, um, I wanted more attention, you know, I, um, I wanted to be cool, I wanted the girls to like me, I wanted guys to be like, ooh, that's a cool tattoo, but one thing I learned is that there will always be somebody who will have a bigger and better tattoo, and that will cause you to be jealous and envy, and then you gotta go and get a bigger and brighter and more insane tattoo than them you know the old saying said and once you get a tattoo you'll want to get more and it's so true because I thought I was going to stop at this tattoo I got it right so that you know if I wore a a shirt a t-shirt the it'll cover it and so you know so that way I can sneak it past my parents see I was already trying to sneak this tattoo from my parents. So when I got this tattoo in Mexico, of all places, terrible place to do it, um, uh, while on vacation in Mazatlan, uh, the guy who's doing my tattoo uh, confesses to me that he is a warlock and that he believes in Satan. So here I am opening myself up to this, you know, oh man, I was just such a fool. You know, now that I'm listening to myself speak of this, I mean, what an idiot. I mean, gosh, why didn't I get up? 
and walk away, but I didn't because I wanted that tattoo more than anything. And I didn't care that the guy that was giving me the tattoo was a warlock. I got the tattoo. Uh, I couldn't enjoy the rest of the vacation because one, you know, my arm's bleeding. I can't get into the pool. I can't get it wet. I can't go into the sun. So and on top of that, uh, that week that I was out there, there was a, a tropical storm. So the weather was really bad. This this vacation was terrible from the very beginning before we even left. And that would, that would be an entirely different podcast, but I digress. I'm not trying to talk about that. What I'm saying is that I, my first tattoo, I went against my parents' wishes and um, I lied to them and I hit it. And I, you know, and I also was going to join the army. So I wanted to show everybody I was so bad that I already had a tattoo before I went in. So I had the tattoo and yeah, I got some oohs and some ahs, but then somebody else shows up, got a bigger, badder tattoo. And then it's, then my tattoo ain't nothing no more. It's like, well, dang, now I got to get a bigger one. I want another one now. Fast forward a few months later, I'm in the army and I'm in uh, advanced individual training called AITs, where they teach you your job after you graduate basic training. And I was at Fort Gordon, Georgia in Augusta. Well, um, one of my buddies said he wanted to go get his wife's name tattooed on his arm. And you know what's funny? I just realized this. That brother, that guy, said he was a Christian. I remember I went to, I was at Fort Sill with him. And I went to Fort Sill, Oklahoma for, uh, for basic training. And we were in the same battery. We were in the same battery. And I remember seeing him on a Sunday singing a church, Silver and Gold. I remember it. This is Brother Ivy. Anyway, but he had told me he wanted to get a tattoo. This was a believer telling me he wanted to get a tattoo. So I went with him because, you know, he, me and him had, you know, been friends and stuff. And but I went and I also partook as well. I took it as an opportunity to get another tattoo. This time um, I wanted a nickname tattooed on my arm. So I had that tattooed and, and the tattoo looked terrible. I eventually had it covered up. See how I ended up? This The cover-up was something that I kind of sort of had to do because this tattoo was messed up. <sighs> um, but anyway, I got this tattoo. So I had my first tattoos in 1997. One at spring break and then one, eh, I think it must have been sometime around September or October of 97. Um, I didn't go back into a tattoo parlor to get another tattoo um, I think until about 2002 2003 to cover up that ugly tattoo and the cover ups okay it's alright I know that the tattoo is there but to the untrained eye if you look on my right upper shoulder you, you, you couldn't really tell unless you really looked then you'd be like oh okay I see it um um, also, I want to share that with the tattoos, I started to want to get pierced as well. 
at one point I got my tongue pierced in what that must have been in 99 or 98 something like that I was still in the army and this is by the way against regulation you can't have if you're a man at that time in 1997 you weren't allowed to have piercings of your tongue or any of your body um tattoos were still very taboo then and um so the tattoos also led me to getting pierced so once again it's a lust of the flesh once you get a one tattoo you want another and then you want to try other things like well uh well let me try piercing then um so there so that's that so that just led me to that so I had been to another tattoo shop, but it wasn't to get a tattoo. I went and got my tongue pierced. And I tell you what, it hurt like heck. It was really bad. And my tongue was swollen and I couldn't talk. And and the next day I had to try to explain, you know, that I went to the dentist and everybody thought I went to the dentist. But when reality is my tongue was swollen because I had a piercing through it. Thank God, you know, I, uh, I took it out. Not because I wanted to, but because... Um, it would get in the way of eating food. So I took it out thinking I was going to pop it back in. Well, the hole shut up and the pain was so harsh. I was like, nope, no more. And not only that, it wasn't just getting it pierced. I had to be a show off because I had friends. I had to get a big gauge as well. So, I mean, to make it hurt more. I mean, you know, I was just so stupid, you know, I'm just... Man, thank God I'm in my right mind. But then I wasn't. Um, so, I fa- fast forward three more years, I get out of the army after my my uh, deployment to Iraq. I remember a buddy of mine that I was serving with out there. He had a tattoo on his arm, and it was like a Aztec-type tribal tattoo. And I was like, ooh, that looks cool. So, I wanted one. So... After I got back and I moved to Phoenix, um, this must have been in 06, I don't know, sometime around, you know, July, August of 2006, I went in and got another tattoo. This time, this one was one of the most expensive ones. Um, it's, it's a Aztec tribal kind of thing. But it also kind of supposed to blend in with that other tattoo that I had before on my right arm. And that one took about three hours and it was, it cost more and everything. Um, later on, my wife was there and later on she confessed that she wasn't very happy that I got it and that I shouldn't have done it and should have used the money for something else. But I didn't care at the time. All I cared about was what I wanted. So it was very selfish. So once again, tattoos have led me to do things that God calls sin. So it's not that the sin, I mean, the tattoo is a sin itself, but I mean, after the fact, I mean, that sin gave birth to other sins. It led me astray. It led me away from God. It made me go against the word of God. It made me go against his against his instructions and his commands. And Jesus said that if we love him, then we will do his we will obey his commands. Amen. So anyway, um, oh, I got it. There's one more tattoo I got to tell you about. Uh, this one is the dinger. This one 
uh, is the one that everybody says that they would never, ever do. The get your boyfriend or your girlfriend's name tattooed on you. Well, back in about 2004 or 05, something like that, you know, I was a single guy in the barracks and um, I was stationed here in Arizona and Fort Huachuca and there's not much out there. So I was a pretty lonely dude. And um, I met somebody online through like online dating. And um, I don't know, like we hit it off and everything. And I don't know, I I thought I had fallen in love with her, but come to find out, you know, it's more like I had fallen in lust with her. And, um, you know, I had proclaimed my love to her and she didn't believe me. You know, she thought I was, you know, uh, messing around. So I said, okay, fine. I'm going to prove it to you. My knuckleheaded self went out to the uh, tattoo parlor right out base, said, give me this girl's name. I want it right here on my neck. And that's what he did for 40 bucks. The dude wrote my girlfriend's name on my neck. And I had a friend there with me who witnessed it. And, you know, I, man, I'll tell you what, that tattoo hurt so bad. But what happened afterwards hurt even more. So I get the tattoo, you know, it's a shock. I mean, if, if, if I wanted to ever shock anybody, the tattoo on the neck was one of the most shocking things. I mean, I had got tattoos on my arms. I've had my tongue pierced. I've had my ears pierced. I even had my nipples pierced at one point, but the most shocking thing was the tattoo on the neck. Um, Shortly after I got that tattoo, I got deployed to Iraq. And during my deployment, me and that girl broke up. Um, so she, me and her break up and now and we went our separate ways. And so I have a tattoo I had, not anymore, because I had it removed. That's later on in the story. You know, so I got this tattoo on my neck. Now I gotta lie about it because you know, I'm not with this person no more. And I want to save face because I don't want to be that stupid guy who got his lady's uh, name tattooed and they're not married or they're not together anymore. So that was very shameful for me. And I hated it. And, you know, I would try to wear collared shirts all the time to cover it um, or wear shirts that would cover my neck because I hated to see my neck I hate it I would try to when I would look in the mirror when I had my tattoo on my neck I would try to ignore that part of my neck that had it and because it was just so shameful and everybody can see it there's no hiding it I mean even if I did wear a collared shirt you could still see it and I'm sure that it maybe affected the way people saw me and treated me and I may have lost job opportunities and Uh, or promotions because of it, because of what it's associated with. I mean, it's one thing to get a tattoo, but when you start getting tattoos that look like prison tattoos, then people start to really think, look at you a different way. And um, so it wasn't until I would say 2016, 
I started to pray about having this tattoo removed off my neck. But I didn't have no way. Well, the Lord made a way. And I got the tattoo laser removed off my neck. Now, people will want to ask, well, which one hurt most? Well, it depends on what you want to, the way you want to see it. Um, obviously, the tattoo hurt a lot. I had my phone in my hand and I almost crushed it because it was just so painful. Um, so, but it was just that one time. And then, you know, I healed it and it was done. You know, afterwards it's sore and you got to put stuff on it. And But... Yeah, the wound healed, healed, but, you know, I had to go through the heartbreak of with the, with this girl. I had to deal with all the crap, you know, and all the stuff, I, all the teasing I had to deal with because of the tattoo that I got. Because I'm sure that even though I whatever story I told people, whatever, what an idiot. That's what they said behind my back. And, uh, or, man, that guy looks like a thug. I don't want him working for my company. Get him out of here. So, I, I, I suffered that. And so anyway, now with the laser removal, the first few sessions, yeah, they hurt more because, I mean, my tattoo was a little different. It wasn't thick and it wasn't really, it was just a black, um, black ink and really thin, just cursive. That was it. So thank God that, that was it. You know, obviously, if I ha- if let's say I try to get the tattoos on my right arm off or the tattoo on my left arm removed, it's gonna take longer, more sessions, gonna be more painful. Um, but don't get me, don't get it twisted. The one on the neck hurt because putting it on hurt bad, taking it off hurt just as bad. The first few sessions, I'd say the first three to four sessions hurt the most. Um, they still hurt even when at the very last session I had 10 sessions to remove the tattoo over a year and um, it wasn't very comfortable and now you very 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 faintly see it I can see it um, but it's very faint it's hardly noticeable you would if you saw me and I never would have mentioned it. You would never know that I had a tattoo on my right side of my face. On my right, not my face. On the right side of my neck. Um, although, I don't understand that. Um, why do people get tattoos on their face? I understand that there's rappers out there who do that. But I just can't imagine the pain. And, I mean, the other day I saw a TikTok video. My wife showed me a TikTok video of this guy. Who has to put on makeup over his tattoo so that he can go get a job. And I'm like, dude, I couldn't do that. I'm like, I could not do that. I mean, especially living here in Phoenix. I mean, it's like, it's been like 117, 115 uh, the past couple of weeks. And man, all that stuff would smear right off of me. <laughs> there wouldn't be no way of me to hide in it. So, and I sweat for anything I mean if it gets above 75 I start to sweat (laughs) so I'm screwed so I would so I just don't get it I mean it don't look good you ain't gonna get a job you know you're gonna screw yourself don't do it honestly you know man I applaud my wife you know I almost talked to I almost convinced my wife to get a tattoo uh, about 10 years ago 
oh, you should get a tattoo, you know, this and that, you know, and it would have been meaningful, you know, because she's Native American, like you should do something Native American themed and put the kid's name or something like that. The idea was nice. The intention was nice, but I would have caused my lady to sin, you know, and, and just be like everybody else. Now, I'm not talking down to anybody who has tattoos. I talk, I have tattoos myself, you know, but let's be real. Um, the majority of people nowadays have tattoos and it's acceptable. And as we progress as a culture, it will be more accepted. Um, I personally don't like it. I mean, I, I wish I pray that the Lord would make a way for me to have my tattoos removed completely. I don't want them anymore. I'm not that kind of person anymore. I'm not rebellious. When I was 18, I did it because I wanted to be rebellious and I wanted to be cool and I wanted attention. The second time, the, the other times that I did it was to prove my love to somebody who was not worth my love. And then I had to cover up a mistake because they messed up the tattoo. And then because I was envious of somebody else, I had to get a, get a, I had to get a bigger, badder tattoo. I don't, I just don't see anywhere in my testimony where I'm sharing with you that getting a tattoo would benefit you. If anything, it's going to hurt your walk. Now, some of you may say, well, that's your story. What's mine? Oh, okay. Would you, are you so, if you, if you feel so called to get a tattoo, a Christian tattoo, let's just go there. Let's go there. A Christian tattoo, then pray and fast about it. I dare you to pray for three days and fast from food and just drink water. If you really want this tattoo that bad, if you really think that God wants you to have this tattoo, pray and fast about it. Get into the scripture and listen. Be willing to accept the no. Be willing to submit your will to the will of God because you're going to find out and I can guarantee you that getting a tattoo is not from God. I can guarantee you that God is not going to stand before you and tell you, you should have got that tattoo, man. It would have looked sick. It would look so cool. You should have got it. It would have glorified me. But I bet you he'd be like, well done, good and faithful servant for denying yourself, for rejecting that lie. Enter into my, enter my joy. Wouldn't you much rather hear that? I know I would. I praise God that he just saved my life. And then he opened my eyes and then he showed me that getting tattoos is not of God, that it's a lust of the flesh and we have to deny it. And I am testimony of that. I've had the tattoos. I've had tattoos because I want to be badass and pardon my French. Forgive me, Lord, uh, because I messed up and made a mistake and I can't try to cover it up. And then because I was envious and then because I want to proclaim my love to someone who didn't love me the same way. Tell me where these tattoos benefited me. Tell me where these tattoos made me a better person. 
If anything, these tattoos remain as a testimony to you to not get them. That's what I use my tattoos for. But I'm coming to you as a convert, not as a Christian uh, either raised in the church uh, or or who has lived most of their life as a Christian or was raised in a Christian family. You already know. You have been raised. You have been told. You have been warned. If your parents didn't do it, then shame on them. But if they did and you're still disobeying them, shame on you. Let me give you an equation about tattoos. Tattoos equals attention seeking and attention seeking equals pride. The Bible from cover to cover rejects any kind of pride whatsoever. So tattoos is to gain attention. I know that when I was uh, a newborn Christian, I wanted to get a tattoo. I wanted to get my forearms done and put all this scripture on them and, and all that stuff. And well, for what? To show off, to show off how Christian I am and how cool I am, right? And the, oh yeah, I'm going to use it when I go evangelize and talk to people, right? And uh, I'm going to tell Jesus about them, right? What is that going to prove? How, how is that going to prove that you are holy and you're pure when you look just like everybody else on the street, when you look just like a sinner, when you look like somebody who doesn't care or love God how is that going to prove that how are you going to prove God's perfect will and what pleases him by getting something that neither in the Old Testament and in the New Testament and I dare you to look where it says that you are commanded to get a tattoo or that if it's permissible you will not find it anywhere so what I want to say next is this You need to deny your flesh. Do not feed it. Instead, walk in the flesh and feed your inner man, your spirit, with the word of God. Jesus even had quoted and said that man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So walk in the spirit. When you walk in the spirit, you do not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So with my closing remarks in regards to my testimony, because next um, I'm going to go into the word and hopefully drive in and solidify uh, and provoke people to do the right thing and solidify this truth in your mind. And I pray that you would also take this knowledge and share it with others. Whenever you hear somebody talking about getting a tattoo, if you, anything you picked up from this podcast, share it with them. Share the knowledge you received. You don't got to say that it was Brother Nick or Brother Nico who said it to you. You Put your name on it. I don't care. It's God's word. It's not mine. But you just make sure that if somebody shows up and crosses your path and they are asking about tattoos, warn them. You know, there's an old saying that says, whatever you eat, don't make me poop. Well, you warn them, but it's on them now because you've done your part. You've warned. So if they if they get in trouble, it's not on you because you warned them. Amen. But anyway, tattoos 
are not walking in the spirit. On the uh, on the contrary, that's feeding the lust of flesh, which will eventually lead to sin and death. All right, so I want to go next into the word about this. You know, our body is a temple. It's a temple of God. Actually, it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's where the Holy Spirit dwells uh, after you are born again and you receive the Spirit. God dwells in you. The Holy Spirit isn't just some just some floating invisible thing. No, it is a person. It is a part of the Godhead. It is a part of the Trinity. And God's Spirit lives in you. That's how close God is. God is closer to you than a brother, closer to you than your own skin. He dwells inside of your body. This is his temple. You know, when you go back into the Old Testament, you read about uh, when the de- when the temple was dedicated, you know, um, God's presence, God's spirit filled the, the, the filled the temple, and in that same way, God fills us to shine our light in this world. Let's go to First Peter, chapter one, verses uh, fourteen through fifteen. So if you don't have it already, crack open your Bible or open up your Bible app and go to 1 Peter, which is towards the end of the Bible, chapter 1, and we're going to start at verse 14. Okay, if you're there, actually, we're going to start in verse 13, uh, because that's uh, at verse 14 is like in the middle of a sentence, but I want you to get the full sentence in this. So, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13 through 15. And I'm going to read. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is where I need you to pay attention. Right here, verse 14. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. So we see here that we are called to be holy. Holy is to be unique, to be separate, to be set apart. And we are supposed to be God's separate and holy and peculiar people. We're not supposed to look or act or be like the people of the world. But yet, Christians want to combine culture with Christianity. When Christianity by itself is always and has an has always been and will always be counter culture. Um, I want to pose a question, and you know, let's be real. You know, the end is near. We know that we see the end times, and if you don't know, you need to open your eyes and you need to ask somebody 
to show you because we are at the end. And if you don't know that, man, you know now, you've been told. So I'm going to talk to people now who know. Those who know that we, where we are, where we stand, we know that we are close to the end. We're not there, but we're close. And we need to be ready. And we also need to prepare a people. You know, we are the end times church. You know, we're the, we're, we're the you know, when it's a, you know, think of a baton race. The baton has been handed to us. And we're the ones who are going to finish it. We have to finish the race. So, we have to finish strong. We have to cling to Jesus like never before. We have to cling to his word and trust it and believe it like never before. We, oh God, I pray that you would hasten the day that our faith would be our sight because your word says that God's people will not live by sight but by faith oh God I pray that faith would be our sight anyway praise the Lord the question I want to pose is this the end is near why are tattoos even a matter why does it why do you why do people care why do even why do people even care whether or not they should get a tattoo or not when they should be deciding whether or not who they want to follow do they want to follow Christ do they want to follow the devil do they want to repent do they want to give their lives to the Lord but no they want to be distracted by a stupid tattoo that's meaningless Yes, even Christian tattoos. And you know what? If the Lord has blessed you, you got a tattoo and you've been able to use it to evangelize and people have been saved, then God bless you. It was your, it was meant for you to do that because we know that salvation is, is a gift and it was, uh, it was initiated by God and that it's a work of God and that it's nothing of ours that all we got to do is be available. And God will do the rest. He will do the convicting and and he will do the speaking and he will do the saving. Amen. Anyway, why do tattoos matter when we're so close to the end? When people are going to hell? Why do tattoos matter? Who cares about tattoos? Quit being selfish. That should tell you right there that it's a selfish, that it's a lust of the flesh. Who cares about a tattoo? Get out there and talk to people and share uh, about Jesus as best you can. Start a podcast, start a blog, uh, start a TikTok video, start an Instagram page, start a YouTube page. Do something. There is more than one way to share the gospel. Build a cross and, and walk around town. Go and share gospel tracts. It's so easy. Go to the Pocket Testament League. You could buy them there. You get them for uh, you get a pack of thirty for twenty bucks. Or if you don't got the money, you can have somebody sponsor it and they'll sell them to you. But God, oh God, I pray that if you get a box for free, go share those gospels. And also, the Pocket Testament League as well has 
classes so that way you can learn how to evangelize and I've taken their uh, evangelism boot camp and it works try it out anyway I digress so the end is near tattoos don't matter amen let's go to Galatians chapter 5 when you get to Galatians chapter 5 uh, we're going to pay attention to verses 16 and 17 and it's the word says I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh verse 17 for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish verse 18 but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law so if you're led by the spirit you're not under the law because everybody wants to go back to the old testament and say oh well brother nico you know you can't quote that uh you uh, not to cut your flesh in the old testament because if you know uh Uh, If you you fail at one piece of the law, you fail them all. So you don't want to put yourself under the law. You want to be under grace. Amen. I do want to be under grace. But it says here that if you don't walk according to the spirit, you put yourself under the law. And I'm telling you that getting a tattoo is not walking according to the spirit. So therefore, the law applies. Amen. I I mean, I just proved it to you right here. I mean, come on. I, I didn't write it. This is not my opinion. This is not, uh, you know, formulated by me. I mean, this is Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. And I just read it to you. And this is the word of God, not mine. I'm just the messenger. If you don't like my message, if you have a problem with Brother Nico sharing that do not get a tattoo, why don't you pray for me? And if God grants me repentance and if God grants me wisdom to, uh, about it he, uh, then I will change but for now this is what the Lord has shown me and he has shown me throughout my life and through getting these tattoos that they are bad news and I'm here to tell you and warn you do not get them because they're bad news and I'm telling you why and I'm showing you why so please take heed all right, so let's go now to Romans chapter 12. All right, and when you get to Romans, go to, we're going to just read uh, verses 1 and 2. And it says here, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God instead of trying to prove how cool you are and how bad you are or how much of a on fire Christian you are how about you prove God's will by abstaining from a tattoo amen so here Paul commonly made statements about what God has done for us before outlining our proper response doctrine then duty our service entails dedication 
of the total person to living for God's honor. Christians are to be different from non-Christians and non and Christians uh, should stand out in a non-Christian society. We should experience a progressive transformation of life by the renewing of our mind. The mind is changed by prayer, by reading the Bible and reflecting on God's word and by worshiping him and by meditating on on God's word as the Holy Spirit works in us. Amen to that. Let's do that. Rather than get, get a tattoo, just like everybody else is telling you that as a Christian, we should not look like a non-Christian, that a Christian should not look like a non-Christian society. If a non-Christian society, it's okay to get tattoos and get tatted up and get them all over the place and draw all over your face and all over your body, then maybe you shouldn't. Amen? You know, my mom used to say, if somebody put, you know, a piece of crap on their forehead, would you do the same if every all your other friends would? And of course, the answer is no. But I understand what she was trying to say. Like, if everybody else is doing it, are you going to do it too? If you really want to be rebellious, being a Christian is the most rebellious thing you can do. Because if you go with the flow, it's okay. You know, it's a legitimate pleasure. Go ahead, get a tattoo. But as a Christian, we're called to deny ourselves the legitimate pleasures of this world and say, no, I'm holy, I'm called, and I'm supposed to be unique and different and peculiar. And as that, and as an ambassador of God and to prove his perfect will, no, I will not take a tattoo. Now, God has forgiven me of my tattoos. I got them before I got born again, but now I will not. Like I had mentioned before, I wanted to get tattoos on my forearms, but I sought the Lord on it and the Lord answered and the Lord told me no, to not mutilate my body anymore, to not do anything to it anymore. I'm letting you know, God is saying, do not mutilate your body. And if you've done it before, don't do it again. Repent. And if you haven't got the tattoo, don't get it. Repent from getting having even that thought. And don't do it. I'm not condemning anybody to hell. Now, if, like I've said, if there's fruit where you've used a tattoo to somebody got saved or you share your testimony, then praise God. (laughs) But God will deal with all of us accordingly one day. And all I'm telling you is that do you really want to run the risk of displeasing a holy God who knows every thought, every word, every deed. He knows the intention of your heart and why you want that tattoo and why you want it so bad. You don't have to live in guilt and in shame after being forgiven. Getting a tattoo is a shameful thing. It's very painful. And yeah, just like sin, it has this time where it's cool and all, but there will come a day where it'll be very shameful. And it will give you guilt. And I'll tell you what, I, I can I can attest to that. I it's, it's shameful that I have these tattoos, and I and I pray that somehow God would make a way where I can get them all removed, so I don't so I can look at my skin the way I used to before I got all tatted up. 
But until then, I'm going to use these tattoos to warn people to not get tattoos anymore. Um, let's go to 1 John chapter 2. And when you get there, let's start reading at verse 16. And verse 16 says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So this just reiterates what I mentioned earlier. A lust, tattoos are a lust of the flesh. And the, this lust of the flesh is passing away along with this world. And it says here, who, he who does the will of God abides forever. So do the will of God and don't get a tattoo because it's got God's will. Please God with the testimony of your life that you resisted the temptation to get a tattoo and mark yourself. You know, I can't give that testimony. I gave in to the lust of the flesh. I, I folded like an old wallet. But I'll tell you what, now I won't. I will not get another tattoo. I will not mutilate my body. I will not pierce my ears. I will not pierce my eyes, uh, eyebrows. Uh, I will not pierce my nose. I will not pierce my lip. I will not pierce any part of my body anywhere. I will not mark my body anywhere, willingly, anywhere in Jesus' name. And I pray that my listeners would do the same. If you got them before, you listen to this or you got them before you got born again, don't get any more. Amen. Cancel your plans. Can, uh, cancel your, your appointment at the, at the tattoo shop and save yourself the money and save your soul and do the right thing and prove what God's perfect will is. God's perfect will is for you to not get a tattoo. And I'm going to keep driving this in. Please God with the, your testimony. It is God's you know, let's talk about God's will. Is it God's will for you to get a tattoo? In fact, let's personalize that question. Ask yourself this. Christian, right now, ask yourself this. Is it God's will for me to get this tattoo? Yes or no? I'll tell you the answer. The answer will never be yes. Is it God's will for me to get a tat? The answer will never be yes. Is it God's will for me to get a Christian tattoo? He is greater than I, a cross, uh, a scripture. The answer will never be yes. Should I get uh, my nose pierced a little bit or or uh, should I, you know, do this, that, and the other of my body? The answer will never be yes. Let's go to Acts chapter 17. And when you get to Acts chapter 17, let's start reading in verse 29. Verse 29 says, Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought to not think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this 
to all by raising him from the dead. So here it is right here. This is the answer will never be yes because of this. It says right here. Therefore, since you are the offspring of God, you ought to not think that the divine nature is like gold. Let's think about gold. You know, gold crosses, gold necklaces, uh, gold bracelets, gold anklets, a silver, same thing. You know, sometimes silver crosses and such, uh, silver uh, and gold and stone images of saints and gods and such. And even by divine, by uh, shaped by art, you know, paintings, tattoos, right? There, you know, tattoos are supposed to be a work of art, right? It's a, it's a drawing. It's a work of art. It's a, it's a painting drawn on your skin, right? It's supposed to mark you. It's supposed to beautify you, right? And it says right here that, and and man's devising, you know. For example, this tattoo that I have on my right arm, I'm looking at right now, with this Aztec guy with a dagger in his hand and the blood running off of it and heart in the other heart, or heart in the other hand. I mean, how gruesome! Um, it was devised by somebody, uh, and it came from a, a man, a person. And it says here, verse 30: Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. So. There was a time of ignorance where we didn't know. We didn't know no better, you know, before we got born again. Just like me, I didn't know no better. Well, actually, I did, I, but I disobeyed my parents. But I honestly didn't know no better. I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. But now that I know, now that I've been forgiven, now that God has opened my mind and opened my eyes, He's called, he commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness. That's what I'm telling you. Like, do you really do? You, I mean, how bad do you want this tattoo? Because one day you're going to have to answer for this tattoo. You're going to have to answer for it. And what can you say to the one that sees and knows everything? And knows your every thought and your intent. Who knows you even better than you do? You mean to tell me you're gonna get one passed? I'll get one passed by the Almighty God? I don't think so. Not the one who can see everything. Not who he witnessed. If you go get this tattoo, he's gonna witness it. He's gonna see it, and it's gonna be written. And what can you say? What can you tell him? Well, it was a Christian tattoo, Lord, it was to honor you, but. You've been told and you've been warned to not do it, but you went ahead and did it anyway. Don't do it. I advise you, do not do it. You've been warned. If you go ahead and do it and you disregard this warning, okay, that's on you, but you've been warned. I'm almost done. I got five more minutes before this thing is over. So if you go to 1 John chapter 2, verse 10, uh, the word says that if you love others, you don't make them stumble. If you're a Christian and you get a Christian tattoo and you start showing it off at church to your Christian buddies, you're causing them to stumble because they're going to make them think that it's okay to get a tattoo when the word of God says it doesn't. There's nowhere in the New Testament or the Old Testament that, is, that claims or commands that a tattoo is okay. The answer will always be no. It will never be yes. So is it okay for a Christian to get a tattoo? 
The answer will never be yes. Take it as you wish. I mean, that's pretty um, straightforward as it gets. When you live in this world, you know, you have to live up to a persona, an identity. Like, you know, I mentioned in my testimony, I wanted to be uh, some bad, tough dude and you don't mess with me. And, you know, and I'm so, I'm such a warrior. You have to, you know, I have to, you know, uh, uh, mark myself because I'm such a tough guy because I have this tough guy persona because I'm a big, bad soldier. But you know what? It means nothing. When you bring that thought to uh, under the the obedience of Christ, it means absolutely nothing. It's just pride. It's just sin. It needs to be repented of. And you turn from your wicked ways and turn for the righteous ways of God. The testimony that glorifies God is the one that doesn't have the tattoo. You know, I think my testimony would have been so much more glorious if I had rejected the thought because that's where it started of getting a tattoo it would have and and it would have been so much better if i had obeyed my parents and and not got a tattoo but i thought it would make me better it would thought it would make me uh more attractive more more well liked you know i thought it would cause more but if anything it's caused me more problems so now as someone who's had all kinds of tattoos and even had a tattoo removed with a laser, I am telling you, do not get a tattoo. If you do not have one, don't get it. If you've had them, don't get any more. In Jesus name, don't do it. I'm warning you, please don't do it. Don't mix culture with Christianity. John chapter 7 verse 24 says that this is how to treat believers who had tattoos before they were born again. And I'm reading red letter here when it says in John chapter 7 verse 24, it says, Do not judge according to the parents, but judge with righteous judgment. So don't judge me based on my tattoos. God has taken me from a long way. He took me from a messed up mind back when I was in high school and he's brought me to where I'm at now where I'm letting you know that getting a tattoo is not the business don't do it Matthew chapter 7 verse 20 you will know them by their fruits the fruit of the spirit is not getting tattoos amen fruit of the spirit is 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 proving God's perfect will and in Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 to 25 this is the fruit of the spirit. Let's go ahead and let's go there. Galatians chapter 5 verses 23 to 25. So here we go. This is the fruit of the spirit. Verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Amen. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, and it says here in verse 5 that now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is not is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray, send this message out. And I pray that young men and women do not get any more tattoos. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, amen.